Hello and welcome to iPhone Life Podcast. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhone Life Magazine. Each week we bring you the latest Apple news, top tips, best apps, great gear. We've got an awesome show for you today. We've got some, a ton of news came out this week. Yes. Uh, and we've also got our uh, favorite apps and gear and everything else we cover. So let's get started. Uh, first up, I want to tell you guys about our sponsor this week. Our sponsor is Tablift, and if you're watching on the podcast, which you can do either in the podcast app or you can go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, you'll see I just put the Tablift here. So basically what the Tablift is, is it's a stand that allows you to use your iPad from a reclined position. And for me, I have it, I use it all the time, and because I tend to use my iPad to do browse the web and check my email, do things when I'm not working per se. And it's nice to be able to recline either on the couch or in bed and do it there. Um, so make sure you check it out, iphonelife.com slash podcast, and we'll link to it. And it was the top selling uh, tablet stand on Amazon this year. Fun fact. I am not surprised. It looks a little like a four-legged spider but you can literally watch your look at your ipad screen from almost any angle yeah and that's extremely exciting it to is me at least. i know i know i agree um all right so let's just skip straight into the news we've got a bunch of things going on this week um what should we start with sarah uh hmm we're not going to talk about iPhone tips or insider questions? We can start with that if you want. That's fine. Let's talk about the HomePod because there's finally a release date and I am extremely excited. HomePod is coming out. So, okay, Sarah and I have both been waiting. So you're, you're going to get it, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so when can you pre-order it? This Friday Okay. on the online Apple Store. Unfortunately, it's only available right now for people in the U.S., the oh. U.K., and Australia. Um, everyone else has to wait until the spring or even later. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and comes out February 9th. Right. $349? Uh, sure. I forget, but that sounds right. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited, and I'll tell you why. We In the last podcast, if you listen to the last podcast, we talked, we saw Siri, or we saw Alexa everywhere amazon smart speaker Mm -hmm. at ces it was integrated into so many things i finally because i've been waiting so long for this smart speaker to come out the home pod that i finally caved and actually got an alexa dot or an echo dot and i like can't find that many uses for it really it can tell you stories you can play games with it. i know but here's the thing (laughs) it's not integrated into the ecosystem and what i'm learning is that makes a really big difference because you can't text you can't answer phone calls you can't uh one thing that i do a lot because i have a lot of kind of smart home stuff around my house i'll often use siri to like turn on my space heater or things like that sure so all of those things that are integrated into apple's ecosystem homepod should be able to do for you whereas uh alexa doesn't as well 
Yeah, if you're using iPhones, if you're in the iOS ecosystem, for sure. Yeah, so I'm op- I'm cautiously optimistic, but I am the thing. It's always that double-edged sword because I use Spotify, and so it's not coming out with uh, quote-unquote skills or apps or whatever they end up calling it, and so it's going to be a little bit interesting. I'm kind of excited. I am afraid that I'm not going to like that it's not going to work as well as my experience with Google Home and Alexa. I don't personally have either of those, but um, I know someone who has both of them, and I've seen him use it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I mean, like, Google has all of that, like, search engine power behind it that makes the Google Assistant really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amazon has been doing this for a lot longer, and honestly, it's a lot funnier than Siri. Siri doesn't have a great <laughs> sense of humor. So I'm just... It'll be interesting to see how the HomePod compares to those two. Yeah. And I will definitely report back. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the, it has the advantage of sounds like it's going to be a better speaker, which is important because it is a smart speaker. But that's speaker. so not important anymore now that every speaker has Alexa. Alexa. I agree. I agree. I think that the thing that saves Apple is the ecosystem, but they're way behind. And like I said in the sure. last podcast, I'm – becoming more and more convinced that voice is going to become the new UI, that we're going to start using Siri or Alexa or whatever we end up using to navigate more and more of our life. And the fact that Apple's behind in this is uh, really difficult for them. And speaking of Siri is just really annoying me right now. Have you found since you, I don't know, since iOS 11, Siri has not been understanding a lot of the things that I've been telling it to do I don't know. I haven't had that many problems, but I I don't use it that much. I use it in the car. I don't use Do Not Disturb while driving. Oh, I, just I do Siri. struggle. I do struggle with in the car sometimes uh, with my car play. Okay, next piece of news. We want to touch on this whole battery gate situation going on because we haven't had a chance, and there is a little bit of an update for it, uh, which is that Apple has announced that I don't know if it's in an upcoming version of iOS 11 or an upcoming or iOS 12, but they're going to add a feature for old phones that allows you to turn on and off the slowing of the phone. So just to back up a little bit in case you haven't been following this news, Apple, uh, God, it's been about a month now, huh? I think it, yeah, it came out maybe in early December. It came out like right after our last podcast came out before CES and we covered CES. We haven't had a chance to weigh in. Apple came out and announced that on older devices, they are deliberately slowing down the devices to protect the battery. Um, well, it's to prevent, uh, because the battery is not giving enough power, it's to prevent shutdowns. Okay, to prevent shutdowns. So they Or freezing. This had been something that had been kind of uh, in conspiracy theory land for a while, that people have been claiming that Apple's deliberately slowing down old phones. To convince people to buy new phones uh it turns out they are doing it but they're claiming they have a good reason to do it i mean were you honestly surprised by this i was yes actually i was <laughs> but well because i knew that older devices get slower with new operating systems but i had always thought that that was because uh the newer operating system just required more processing power and the older devices just didn't have enough to power it because what I'd always said was that I don't think it makes a lot of long-term sense 
for Apple to deliberately make their own devices function poorly. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, that was what I never bought into the conspiracy theory of trying to get people to buy new devices is sure. Some people will, uh, for, will buy a new device because their phone is functioning poorly. But a lot of people either just get angry and switch to Android or just walk around with an old device that works poorly and feel angry at Apple. So I never thought it was a very good solution as far as the conspiracy theory goes. So yes, I'm surprised that they did it. Are you angry? I am angry. Yeah? <laughs> I'm angry because a couple reasons. First of all, they didn't add this switch. Like, what they're doing now, I think, is the proper solution. Because, like, having people have the ability to turn on and off this function is great. Because I've had the experience, and I think a lot of people have, where their device is working fine. They upgrade operating systems, and it starts going really slowly. So it's not like the battery... It seems to be there's a middle ground where the battery's functioning well enough, but Apple is still slowing it down. Well, yeah, there's a couple of things that annoy me. Like, first of all, Apple has always kind of denied yeah. that this is happening, which is, like, clearly it is happening, mm-hmm. and everyone has noticed that for a long time. Um, but also, I feel like Apple takes this sort of paternalistic approach where they basically decide that you should or shouldn't be able to do something mm-hmm. um, that's not necessarily... It may affect the functioning of your device, but as long as you understand that, like, it really should be up to you. A, it should be up to you, and B, it turns out that if you upgrade your battery, because the problem is batteries degrade over time, and this is a universal problem across all smartphones, but if you upgrade your battery on an older device, it'll suddenly start working like new. And so had they told you that, you could have had the option to upgrade your battery for, I think it's $79. Well, currently for the next year, uh, for I think Yeah, I so think now six models they're and trying later. to backpedal and make up for it. And what are they charging? It's like 29 Right. But it's going to take a while to get an appointment. Yes. Um, well, but, really? Yeah, That's because annoying. everyone's making appointments. But just do it. Just get in line and do it. You know, uh, contact your Apple store. And um, but one interesting thing is apparently there is a shortage of iPhone six plus batteries, um, and so people with iPhone six plus are sometimes being given a free upgrade to an iPhone six S plus. Oh, there you go. So but if you have a, it's a six plus. Make sure you go try to do this because they might just give you possible. a new phone. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think the last thing that makes me angry about it is in addition to. A, they should have told us. B, they should have given us the option to turn it on and off. C, it, had they told us, we could have upgraded the battery. But finally, they the battery is very difficult to upgrade and very expensive to upgrade. Like, they could right. have made it so you could easily swap out batteries like you do most electric electronic devices. Although a lot of smartphones are moving away from that ability, which is stupid. Um and also, it's happening to phones that are, like, only a year old. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we're talking about iPhone 5s here. This this is an iPhone 6 and 6S problem? Yeah, it's, well, iPhone 7s, they found. God. But also, it seems to not be consistent across phones. Some people with older phones have tested their battery performance and found that it's fine. Yeah, and that's a really important point, is that if your bat what Apple claims, and it's a it's a big difference, if your battery is functioning correctly on an older device, it will not slow it down. Right. This is what they claim. But again, it's like now I'm losing a little bit of trust in what Apple's doing, you know? <laughs> right. Um Yeah. Okay. But for twenty nine dollars, just replace your battery. Yeah. How about you? I obviously am very angry. 
Are, are you angry along with me? I'm really cynical about corporations, and so <laughs> I'm just like... You're like, I figured Apple was evil like the rest of them. Yeah, it's not like I buy into conspiracy theories, but I don't have like really high expectations of like companies' ethical behaviors. Their first <laughs> responsibility is to make money, right? Let's make this a question of the week. Are you guys angry about this? Send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com. And also send us an email if your phone is functioning slowly, if you got it fixed, did it work better. Let us know what's going on with your phone's battery. Yep. Okay, last piece of news. Analysts have uh, came out and said that they're expecting Apple to, based on the supply chain, to discontinue the iPhone X in the summer. Yeah, not not the iPhone X, like, in general. Like, there will probably be a new, like, upgraded model of it. But the mm-hmm. OG iPhone X, like, <laughs> the original <laughs> iPhone X, they're, they're not going to, like, make it cheaper and have it be, yeah. like, you know, like the lower price point iPhone. So, and this, yeah, this is a really good point because this is, I think, what a lot of the not-as-good tech journalists missed and tried to sensationalize that this was somehow a function of the phone performing poorly which apparently there is signs of weaker demand in china but to a large degree they're just deciding to not make this phone available when the new phone comes out for a cheaper price and there are one reason is that it's not performing well another reason might be that they might actually be lowering the price uh for a similar model that's coming up that has different specs or it could just be that it's so expensive to produce that it's not worth it to sell at a reduced price. And apparently, the rumor is they're going to be releasing three phones. Uh-huh. Um, the 5.8 inch screen of the, you know, the newer, like the iPhone 10s or whatever mm-hmm. they'll call it, and then um, an iPhone 10 Plus. Yeah, which is gonna be crazy. A, with a 6.5 inch OLED display. And then a less expensive 6.1-inch iPhone with an LCD display. Oh, so, that so they're going to have like, an LCD. So I'm guessing. L- LED screen? Uh, LCD? Yeah, sorry, LED. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> It'll be like a clock, but on your phone. <laughs> right, just like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't type very well or read. Um, yeah, so that's, and, and also the rumors there will all have Face ID. Awesome. Can I tell you what my theory is? Yes. Uh, So the main reason, I've talked about this before, but one of the main reasons why Apple's uh, iPhone X costs so much is that they were required to, the only manufacturer that could provide the OLED screens at the scale that they needed them to was Samsung. Samsung knew this. Samsung and Apple obviously aren't the best of friends, even though Samsung still uses Apple or Apple still uses Samsung as a supplier. And so Samsung was charging them something like three or four times the cost of a standard LED screen for these OLED screens. It was like 220 bucks or something. And so they just could not sell the phones at anywhere near the margin that they normally do, which is why they had to raise the price. I was reading that part of the supply chain that they're looking at is that LG and another manufacturer are starting to produce the OLED screens for Apple. So right. my theory is that they're actually going to be able to have the OLED screens at the 
price at the normal iPhone price. Therefore, because they don't have these expensive LED screens, they don't have to charge a premium, which would explain why they would just discontinue this model, scale back the prices. Yep. We'll see. All right, let's get back to the beginning and do our tip of the day. <laughs> so let me tell you guys about our uh, tip of the day. We're all out of sorts here because Donna is not in the office, which means she cannot do her usual moderating this podcast. She generally tells us what we're doing during the podcast, and we just and follow just along. And in our lives, so <laughs> we're out of sorts all, all over the place. Uh, so if you aren't subscribed to the Tip of the Day newsletter, make sure you go subscribe. It's free every day. We send you a tip, some cool way to get the most out of your iPhone. Sarah, what is your favorite tip from this week? It's actually Donna's favorite tip. Okay. So she what has is Donna's contrib- favorite tip from this week? It's how to use an emoji <laughs> on your iPhone 10. And apparently they're way more fun. They are way more fun than it seems. Yeah. It seems really stupid, but there's just something so addictive I about agree. it. I agree. I hate myself for loving them, but I still love them. <laughs> I definitely I like to really torture my children by sending them to them because they're just... You know, like they're teenagers, and of course, I'm just embarrassing just by existing, and so I can <laughs> really good. just take that to a new level. Okay, so, so what do you do? Um, well, you have to. You can only create them in messages, so you have to open a message conversation, and you can tap on the App Store icon. It's in the kind of top left corner of the right. keyboard area. Well, it's next to the message input yeah, box, right That's next more to the clear. camera icon. This is why you're. You write the tips and I don't. (laughs) I'm also looking at my phone screen so I can accurately describe it. And then um, in the list of message apps, you'll see uh, a little picture of a monkey. That's one of the Animoji. And if you tap on that, you'll have a lot of options. Like besides the monkey, there's like a robot and a dog and a fox and other things. And so you can choose one. And there's a little record button, a little red circle. That's just like the one on your camera. And Sarah is a unicorn on her Animoji, in case you're wondering which one she chose for this demo. Right. And so now I'm recording. You, it, it automatically stops after 10 minutes. 10 minutes or 10, 10 seconds? 10 seconds. I'm so glad you're here to fact yeah, check no me, problem. David. And once you're finished... Oh, see, now it's doing it. <laughs> so you could just hit record in the top right corner, or bottom right corner. Okay. I'm going to delete that so it doesn't keep playing. So I just uh, sent that to uh, Jamie Thatcher, my office mate, and our the head of our graphics department. And just to be clear, this feature is only available for the iPhone 10, correct? Correct. Because so if you it, have it an really, iPhone 10, it it's one of the benefits of having Face ID, I yeah. guess, is that that front camera. <laughs> so here's the annoying thing: mm-hmm. you can message it, and you can send it to anyone because, it, but you have to save it as a video. So there's two ways to do that. You can but before you can save it or share it on another platform, you have to send it to someone, which is, which is dumb. Like, that I is dumb. It, that's, that's a bonus complaint. I have a different Apple oh. complaint, but this is a bonus one to do with this tip. But then once you have sent it, you can, um, okay, I'm getting distracted by the unicorn. You can uh, share it in a couple ways. You can tap on the emoji you sent, and it will pop up in just like opening an image that you sent. And you can save it to your Photos app and then share it with anyone or on any social media platform from there. Or there will be a share icon and you can tap that and just 
send it directly without saving it. Ah, so, um, okay. I, I believe in inflicting these on as many people as possible. And will you tell the story of Connor's Animoji? You're going to have to tell it. I think I've forgotten it. Oh, <laughs> I do remember. I So Connor, who is our feature web writer, uh, also believes in inflicting this on as many people as possible. So she, when she first got her iPhone 10, she posted one of these on Instagram. I was scrolling through. I didn't realize that my phone was still connected to my speaker in the other room. So she posted one of these videos of her as a poop emoji and making like this maniacal laugh. And so I was just scrolling through and all of a sudden from the other room in a speaker, I hear this weird maniacal laugh coming and it really, really startled me. me. It happens to me all the time where I'll forget I'm connected to my speaker and it'll just start playing random like music or something. All right. So speaking of iPhone 10 and cool things you can do with it, we are coming out with a new guide for our insiders for the iPhone Life Insider Program that is a comprehensive iPhone 10 guide. We're really excited about it. We've been working on it since we got our iPhone 10s. There's so many little tips and tricks and things you didn't know you could do that Donna, who is not here, will walk you through all of it. So make sure if you aren't yet subscribed to iPhone Life Insider, make sure you do so at iphonelife.com insider. Uh, and in addition to getting in-depth guides, you get a digital subscription to the magazine, you get daily video tips, and you get to ask Sarah your tech-related question. Sarah, what was your favorite question from this week? I have one plus a small bonus one. Okay. So two questions. Nice. So I got uh, an email from an insider. It was a long email, so I'm just going to summarize it. Basically, every time he went to share a photo on his Facebook app on his iPhone, instead of seeing all of the, like, hundreds of photo albums he has, he says he has over, like, 5,000 pictures, he would only see four of them, which meant if he wanted to find and share an image or video that wasn't in those four albums, he had to go to the All Photos album and, like, scroll Mm. through thousands of pictures. Um, And he went, you know, he sent formal requests to Facebook and Apple, and it lasted through a couple of Facebook updates, and he went to forums, and he couldn't find it out. And so I wrote back with a couple of suggestions. The first one I suggested was just to do a hard reset. Mm -hmm. Um, He had an iPhone X, and uh, the way you do a hard reset on your iPhone X is to quickly press the volume up button, followed by the volume down button, followed by the side button. And you hold that side button until the slide to power off thing appears, and you don't touch that. And then eventually the screen will go black, and the Apple logo will appear, and your iPhone will restart. And the second thing I suggested was just deleting the Facebook app and reinstalling it. (laughs) Um, And this is really, just in general, whatever troubleshooting problems you're having those are really good one two things to try right and that's that's why i chose this question because it turned out that doing the hard reset fixed the problem really oh after so much effort right. too and so basically, clearly this person does not listen to the podcast because we we talk but about you know, this he tried really hard to find the answers on his own and he yeah. couldn't and anytime you have a problem with an app or any setting on your phone and just turning your phone on and off, doing a hard reset. By the way, if you don't have an iPhone 10, you just hold the side button and the home button simultaneously, and the same thing will happen. It will just the screen will go black, the Apple logo will appear, and your phone will restart. 
the other thing that I'm assuming he probably tried or, or, or you mentioned is before you delete the app and reinstall it, just right. close, close it. it out. Right, which means you bring up the app switcher and uh, on the iPhone 10, you hold the, the little app card until a little red button appears and you tap that and it will it'll be completely closed. And then yeah. on the earlier iPhones... You double tap the home screen and then swipe up right. on the app. So, yeah, so first, turn your phone on and off, off and on, sorry, uh, close out the app, and if those don't work, do a hard reset of your phone, and if that doesn't work, delete and reinstall the app, and uh, that will solve like 99% of your problems. So that's why I wanted to share that, because it was a simple solution, but it's not always obvious. 99% of your iPhone problems, at least. <laughs> and maybe, well, are you sure? I think that, that can it solve It might a solve lot. other problems, too. But we can't guarantee that. <laughs> What's um, number two? What's a bonus Well, question? it's such a quick, short question with a really short answer, and it wasn't really worthy of its own insider uh, podcast moment. So uh, someone wrote in and wanted to know if you, just like you can do multiple fingers, including other people's fingers in Touch ID, could you have multiple faces in Face ID? And the short, sad answer is no. It is sad. I know. I agree. Right. I mean, sometimes you there are people you want to have access to your phone. This is my long-standing Apple complaint, actually, is that so many people have devices that they use at home, say an iPad or something, that they multiple members of the family use, and Apple does not have multi-user management on, on any iOS device right. other than Apple TV, I guess. Yeah. But it's really frustrating, and it's even worse on an iPhone because it not only doesn't allow multi-user, but it doesn't even let you right. use your I mean, face ID. The you can turn on restrictions if you're letting a child use your phone, but one of the most popular posts on our website is what to do if you forget your restrictions passcode because yeah. it can basically <laughs> ruin your life. It really can. Um, and so that's a really bad solution. You should mm -hmm. be able to set up a separate user account that's restricted for your kids or anyone else who might use your phone occasionally, yeah. and especially uh, for iPads. Agreed. All right. That's all, all my insider right. stuff. All right. So once again, go to iphonelife.com slash insider to subscribe. And I'm not sure if I mentioned the URL for tip of the day. It's iphonelife.com slash daily tip. Donna usually does this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, last two sections. Number one, do you have a complaint slash learning this week? I have a complaint. You can't completely turn emergency SOS off. Uh, and this is another one of those things where Apple has decided you need to be able to contact emergency services really quickly and easily. Which is like a very valuable service if you right. want to have that service. But um, what if you don't want to? Yeah. And, and, it's be, um, and I get it's, your it's complaint because it's very it easy on. to accidentally do it. I actually, right. Jamie, you, uh, our... Um, our graphic designer accidentally called 911 and then they, had, they called him and he had to like convince them that they didn't need to show up. Right, because in a lot of places they're actually required to come and do a physical yeah. check on you. I'd actually be really curious about how many extra 911 calls happened because of this right. feature. And the reason I know about this is because a, a reader wrote in and said, hey, I accidentally called 911. I do already have hold. I mean, like, the, you can turn on or off this feature that basically if you just hold the side button, it will automatically call. He already had that turned off, but it was on his Apple Watch, and he went to power his 
Apple Watch off and instead accidentally tapped the emergency SOS thing. Mm. And he tried to cancel the call, but it was too late. Oh, God. By the way, if that happens, all you have to do is 3D touch your Apple Watch screen and cancel. You don't have to try and hang up. You can then, so... (laughs) But, you know, like, why should you have to go through that if you don't feel like this is a service mm-hmm. you need? Yeah, I agree. All right. You ready for my learning of the week? I have a learning. Yes. And you're actually there for it. This is This comes via Connor. Uh, so Sarah and I both had a complaint that turned into a learning, which is a very fulfilling moment. So on the iPhone X, in general, I've been okay with the fact that uh, there's no home button, and I've adjusted really quickly. But one of the few times that I wanted to use a home button is if I'm scrolling through my app screen and I'm pretty far into it, if I'm like three or four or farther in terms of the screens in, and then I want to go back to the home screen, you used to be the able to first push home the first home, home screen. Thank you. You used to be able to push the home button, and it would take you there. And I didn't think there was a way to do it. And Sarah and I were both complaining about it. And then Connor goes, oh, you can do it. (laughs) So what you do is you just swipe up from all the way from the bottom of the phone. And it'll just bring you back to your first home screen. Right. So swipe up from the bottom of any other home screen. Which is very intuitive. I should have figured it out because that's what you do to use the home, you know, the digital home button normally. Yeah. Basically, any of the things you used to be able to do with a home button almost, you just now swipe up from the bottom of the screen. But I, I really liked it. I was excited. It's one of those things that seems obvious when someone tells you, yeah. but was not obvious until then. Those are my favorite kinds of tips. Okay. Do you have an app or gear for this week? Yes, I have an app. Um, it's Google's Arts and Culture no, app. No, that was mine. We didn't compare. I put this into, we have a, a document that we share and that everyone can work on. And I, this morning, put this oh, in here. So you should have looked at the document. I did. I did before All you right, put it and in. And I bet it's your favorite for the same reason it's mine. Uh-huh. You want to say? Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, there's a you know, there's lots of other things like articles about arts and culture. Whatever. Boring arts and culture stuff. I mean, they look like interesting articles, but I always <laughs> scroll right to the feature where I can take a picture of myself and then have it compared to famous artworks in different museums around the world and then share those hilarious results with all of my friends and family. So, so basically, if you're not familiar with this app, first of all, it's the top app in the App Store right now, which is why Sarah and I both gravitated towards it uh it's gone viral this feature and so what it does is it maps your face and then it scans its library of presumably like millions of pieces of art matches it gives you and it gives you like three or four matches usually like mine did right and it so it gives you three or four matches of people it thinks you look like and then you and it it tells you kind of what percentage thinks you look like right and sometimes the results are really funny and also if you change your expression or the angle uh, you can get different results. Sometimes they're a little bit insulting. Sometimes they think you look like people that aren't the most attractive people. <laughs> it's really funny. So I know we already had a question, but I want to make this a bonus question. If you guys use this, send us your comparison, and we're, we'll put them up on this podcast post. So yep. iPhoneLife.com slash podcast is where we'll put them. I am volunteering, and I'm also volunteering Sarah to put up hers. Fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> so go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. We'll share what famous pieces of art we look like, uh, and we'll share our users as well. This will be fun. Yes, except for, for me and you. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did your, Was yours flattering? Mine was very not flattering. Um, I may have, like, 
gotten disgruntled and gone and put on like makeup and really like <laughs> did my like Instagram selfie pose like with the and it worked. I got much better results, <laughs> which is in some ways maybe insulting too. It's like... <laughs> all right. On that note, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you everybody for listening. Please send us all your emails at podcast at iphonelife.com. If you could do us a favor, if you listen to this, you enjoyed it please go rank us in the app store. It takes a minute and it really makes a big difference in terms of other people's abilities to discover the app or the podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks a lot, guys.